This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to Double Tap Express for Saturday the 22nd of July 2023. Coming up, it's a Tim Takeover. You're listening to Double Tap Express, your weekly roundup of what's happening on Double Tap this week. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest, how are you today? I'm bored, Stephen Scott. I am bored. Bored. I know. It's the weekend, and I'm, I've got to admit, I'm bored of it already. There, I've said oh. it. Well, it's a good job we're here. Well, exactly. It's this sort of thing that keeps me going through life. I went through Netflix this morning, and you know what? I've watched everything. I think I've watched absolutely everything on Netflix. How bad is that? That's pretty bad. Oh, thanks. I, I thought you were going to give me some sort of recommendation there, but no, okay, it's just I'm a terrible person. Yes, you are. I, you remember okay. I told you that I bought the Wall Street double feature? I've been updating you this uh, each day on the show. Uh, Breaking news. Through the course of this week, yeah. Uh, Wall Street 1, brilliant film, although I couldn't remember at all, couldn't remember anything about it. Wall Street 2, Set up. It's called Money Never Sleeps, by the way. I uh, turned it on the other uh, last night, and guess yeah. what? It had audio description. <gasps> audio description. Oh, news. I know. News. And so, was it a good film? It was terrible. Oh, I had to turn good. But le- <laughs> you can't turn it off. It's got audio description. <laughs> You're obliged to listen to all of it. That's right. That's how it feels sometimes, isn't it? It's like if you always feel bad for the audio describer. You're kind of waiting for his voice to say, "Please come back. Please come back." Isn't that so annoying, though, right? I, I oh, mean, yeah. the same series of films, and yet one's got it and one hasn't. It, yeah. it's, it drives me absolutely crazy. Still, I know this is an old topic, but we're still banging our heads against that same old wall. Yeah, and it's going to continue. Lots of comments on this coming in, by the way. And uh, we'll be getting into all of that next week on the show. Keep your feedback coming. Feedback at doubletaponair.com, one eight seven seven eight zero three four five six seven. Through the week, we will read through more of your feedback. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have lots of comments, I'm sure, on audio description, Braille, and everything else we've been talking about over the past couple of weeks. Today, it's all about Tim Dixon. He is the star of the show, uh, because this week he saved our backsides royally as uh, he went along <laughs> to Site Village in Birmingham. And uh, today, we're doing a bit of a Tim takeover later. So, uh, yeah, we've basically taken all the interviews Tim has done. He, he did loads of interviews and lots of interesting conversations he did and had at Site Village. Uh, so we've put them all together and uh, you will hear that shortly. But of course, it is Saturday. It is the Weekend Express edition. And that yes. means it's time for the news. Double Tap hey. News with Grace Caulfield. Thanks, guys. Our first story on this Double Tap News is about Apple, who's reportedly working on its own artificial intelligence project called Apple GPT that could rival OpenAI's ChatGPT. The company has placed a priority on AI development in recent months due to the proliferation of chatbot services and AI functions in apps. Apple has developed an Ajax framework for large language models and has created its own internal chatbot referred to as Apple GPT. However, Apple does not yet have a clear strategy for creating a consumer product related to this technology. The company is concerned about falling behind in AI-based technologies that could have an impact in how people interact with smartphones. Samsung is gearing up to announce its latest flagship products at an upcoming Unpacked event, including the Galaxy Flip 5, Galaxy Fold 5, Galaxy Tab S9, and Galaxy Watch 6. In a blog post, the company outlined the design and ergonomics of the new foldable devices, claiming that they will be slimmer and lighter than previous models. While the specific mechanism used to achieve this has not been disclosed, it is speculated that Samsung may have taken inspiration from Google's Pixel Fold. The company has also hinted at the integration of various Samsung products into a single ecosystem, allowing for a more connected and personalized experience. Audible, a leading platform for audiobooks, podcasts, and other audio content, has unveiled a 30-day free trial offer for its Audible Premium Plus tier. This trial allows users to access thousands of podcasts, audiobooks, and Audible originals for free. The trial includes one audiobook download that can be kept even after the trial period ends. Amazon Prime members also receive two free downloads with their trial. 
Audible has become a popular entertainment site with exclusive content from high-profile figures such as Michelle Obama and Viola Davis. For the first time since 2017, Beats, the Apple-owned brand, has released its flagship headphones, the Beats Studio Pros. Priced at $349.95, these headphones feature upgrades in sound quality, noise cancellation, and comfort. Notably, the Studio Pros are the first Apple headphones to support lossless USB-C audio playback. They also include support for native features on both iOS and Android devices. The headphones have undergone significant improvements in acoustic architecture, microphone array, and earpad design. Additionally, the Studio Pros offer wired playback and sound profiles for different use cases. The inclusion of dynamic head tracking and personalized spatial audio also add to the growing list of features the headphones offer, which will undoubtedly rival the new version of Apple's AirPods Max, rumored to appear later this year. And that's your Double Tap News. I'm Grace Scofield. Thank you, Grace. A much quieter week in the tech news world, uh, this week in particular. Um, mm. Although, interesting to see those headphones coming out. It feels like, I don't know, it feels strange in a way that they've got these Beats headphones and they've got the Apple headphones. It feels like they should have just merged these two into I one know. company. It doesn't quite make any sense, does it? Unless there's some sort of marketing business reason for that, and there must be. Maybe they're seeing different surges in sales in different demographics mm. i mean is is beats for the youth i honestly i don't know but it does seem really strange right oh it's a popular brand there's no doubt at all i will say though compared to apple products i, I was never a lover of the sound quality i was never loving no. what the, it felt awfully heavy bass to me maybe that's why people love it but the, the bass level on them was just way too much for me it didn't sound great to, and i'll be honest the build quality i was really unimpressed when i first got my hands on them because mm. they were always built up to be the you know the the, the premium product and the, the, of course the price of them as well at that time when they were uh dre's beats or whatever it was yeah yeah um it, i thought they were really quite cheap feeling um, Dr. Dre, I believe, uh, who is Oh, sorry, yes. Doctor the, of the Sound. Doctor, a medical yeah. man. We shouldn't... Yes. That's right, yeah. Dr. Dre. Yes. That's right, yeah. Um, okay, well, thank you for that, Grace. That's your news. Uh, more on those stories coming up. Of course, the Samsung Unpacked event coming up soon as well. <sighs> I'm trying not to yawn. And uh, yeah, Apple GPT. <sighs> uh, I mean, that's great. It's no surprise. And it's about time they were doing something because it feels like they are really lagging behind. But then... Apple will. They've, they're not the kind of company who are going to rush out a product like this. So this mm. is something, and, and like Grace says in the news there, we're not going to hear anything about this, or even see a product maybe for another year or so, which feels like, you know, that is a long way off. But then, as, as we've always said, or at least I've always said, you know, Apple get to it, they do it right. And of course, one of the things they will get right mm. is privacy. Yes, okay. That's going to be a but big, si big issue going forward with, with this kind of Siri technology. Siri has been terrible for the longest time. I'm sorry. It, it, there's taking your time to get things right, and there's having a product they do out everything there right, except yes. Siri. Yeah, okay. I'll agree with you I must on that. say, in the latest iOS 17, it is, it is quite nice. There's two new British voices on there, uh, a northern lady and an urban youth. I like that. An it's urban very cool. youth. Is that yeah. the official term, is it? He sounds like a, a, a Londoner, a Cockney, I believe. Um, yes, very much so. It's very good. And it's got that thing now where it just listens to you, which can be slightly annoying. So you give the wake word and ask a question, whether or whatever it may be. And then whatever you say next, it just assumes you're talking to it. You don't have to say a wake word or anything like follow-up mode. But as it's speaking, sometimes it starts listening to itself. So, well, that's um, yeah. I still find it a lot better than uh, iOS 16. So, okay. maybe well, that's good to know. Okay. Uh, one of the other uh, big stories this week we covered was the Vizzling app, which came to us courtesy of listener Lena, who did a review for us this week. Hello, double tappers. This is Lena. I recently discovered a delightful app called Vizzling. The developer says. This is an interactive reading app for blind, low vision, and sighted people. And he goes on to say that their goal is to make graphic material available to everyone. I am fond of comics, and that's why I like this app. The app is free and is available for both iOS and Android. It's easy to install, and we do not have to create an account in order to use the app. 
this app is consistent. Once you know where something is on a page, it will always be in that position. The opening screen always has these three icons. Tutorials on the left, novels in the middle, and about Vizzling on the right. I recommend listening to the tutorial because it tells how the app is structured and it tells how we can interact with the app. There are so many different ways. It's really cool. Now, it wouldn't be any fun to do this demo if we didn't peek at the comics. There are two at this time. They call them novels, so we'll go there. Novels. Cathedral School Guidebook. One of them, which is the newer one, is Cathedral School Guidebook. It pokes fun at a lot of things going on in my neighborhood right now. And the other comic is My Blurry Life. Marika Davis does a wonderful job of poking fun at the stereotypes we blind people encounter. The comics are numbered on this screen, and we're going to go to number 16 because it's an experience I have had, and I bet a lot of you listeners have too. There is a quirk in this app. When we tap on the comic we want to read, the About Vizzling info pops up, so we have to stop it quickly and then tap the next page button, which is in the lower right corner of the phone. Here we go. Life is blurry 14. Life is blurry 16. Welcome Here's to the Vizzling. Introduction. Next page. Next Life page. Is blurry number 16 by Marika Davis, page one. Now on this page, we have two frames one on the left side of the screen and one on the right side of the screen. And then we have a caption underneath it. We also have in the bottom center of the screen, the play button. I don't want to get in trouble with Mr. F, so I'm going to describe the comic to you. I don't do quite as well as the developers, but maybe you'll forgive me. In the first frame, a young woman walks cautiously through a pottery shop using her white cane. In front of her is a menacing sign which says, you break it, you buy it. Behind her, the shopkeeper follows very closely with his dustpan and broom in hand. In the next frame, it, we see the same young woman, same white cane, same pottery shop, but she has now morphed into an upright bull, at least in the eyes of the shopkeeper. The caption says, this is what it's like to be visually impaired and walk through a crowded pottery shop. I like this not only because I've had the experience, but I used it a week ago to help a shopkeeper understand that blind people are really capable of navigating carefully through crowded, glass-filled stores. I hope you double-tappers have fun and get some laughs out of this app. Thank you, Lena. Uh, I don't think Sean would be uh, the same in that situation. I have to be <laughs> I, brutally I didn't honest. want to say anything because I don't want to put anyone else down, but I am definitely no good in a crowded glass-filled store. <laughs> Uh, listen, thank you, Lena, for that. Keep your app demos coming in. Uh, you can attach your audio to an email. Send it into us, feedback at doubletaponair.com. Coming up next is the Tim Takeover, as uh, Tim Dixon walks us through Slight Village from Birmingham, England, today on Double Tap Express. Connect with the Double Tappers on social media now, on Twitter and Facebook at Double Tap On Air, and on Mastodon at Double Tap. You're listening to Double Tap Express, and this week, of course, it was Site Village Birmingham that everyone was talking about, in the UK at least. It is the UK's premier event for technology 
uh, for blind and partially sighted people and services as well. It's not just about technology, but we are focused here at Double Tap on the tech. And uh, while Sean and I couldn't make it, we were so pleased to hear that Tim Dixon, one of our regular listeners, was able to go along and record some interviews for us as well. So we're handing over to Tim and what I'm calling the Tim Takeover. This is Tim Dixon from Sight Village. And there's a lot of uh, a lot going on. Uh, a good atmosphere and a lot of tech to see. I'm here at the Vision Aid stand with Ellis. I see you. Great to see you and great to see the, the range of products here. I hear you've got a lot of new products on the stall today. Could you uh, introduce us to some? Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, we, I think we've got more new products than we've ever had in one show. So there's quite a few bits to get through, if you'd like me to. Yes, please. Um, so I can start with the, um, the Cloverbook XL, which is it's not released yet. This is about two months before release. Um, it's the 15.6-inch version of the really popular Cloverbook unit. Um, and it's a transportable, foldable video magnifier with really good high-resolution cameras. They're, they're, I think they're 13 megapixel, the cameras, in the units. Um, but they're very neat and small and compact. Um, the smaller one only weighs about 2.4 kilos. Um, and then the big one, now the, the XL with a 15.6-inch screen, weighs just under 5 kilos. I think it's 4.7, um, which for a 15-inch transportable unit, which runs on battery for over three hours, has distance viewing, full A3-page OCR, um, touchscreen integrated into it, um, it's, it's quite going to be quite an exciting solution, I think, for just somebody that needs a bit uh, a larger screen than they can get from the Cloverbook unit. And these both look uh, amazing. What sort of prices are we talking? Yeah, they um, it, quite a full range of prices. So the, the basic unit on the Cloverbook, the Cloverbook Lite, the 12 and a half inch screen that is just a video magnifier for close up, that starts at 1495, and then it goes all the way up to about 2800. That's for the Cloverbook XL with the larger screen, with the distance camera and the touchscreen and the A3 OCR. And the sort of price points all the way in between that, depending on which screen size you go for and which particular feature you might need. It looks like there's quite a bit of clearance underneath them. So are they good for crafting as well? Yeah, so practically, exactly. Yeah, practical tasks underneath the cameras. There, there is a good amount of clearance under the camera. Um, and because the camera is built into the screen, you can adjust the angle of the screen if you do need to get um, something like a large object underneath it. Um, so it's quite flexible from that perspective. You can even position the screens over the edge of the desk if you need to point it down something on your lap or lower down as well. So it's, it does give you a full range of um, flexibility. From that. And do I recall that these have OCR in them as well, so you can have it spoken out? Yes, so the, the pro versions of both the Cloverbook and the Cloverbook XL have full um, text-to-speech on them. Uh, Sightcare, the manufacturer, have... Um, actually done a, quite a major update to the OCR only a m- about a month or two ago so it's now much better than it was before um, still not necessarily quite as good as something like an Orcam Read or a Readit product or other, other text-to-speech sort of dedicated units for that but it is a big, big improvement over what it was a couple of months ago um, and the nice thing is the software updates are free on the units um, you just need an SD card to download the new software to um, and you put it in the side of the unit turn it on and it updates itself Fantastic. And you mentioned batteries lasting three hours. Are they interchangeable? They are. So that's a really nice thing that they thought of. I don't think there's any other product that we do where that has interchangeable batteries. So if you are using it for a business, long set of business meetings, or um, at school, obviously, where you may have hours and hours of classes where you need to use them, um, you can simply buy an additional battery and a battery charger. It's just under £200. And then you can swap the batteries over. It's, it's effectively the same kind of mechanism as you had on laptops from kind of five to ten years ago where all the laptops could easily be swatched, switched out uh, all the batteries oh, sorry, could be switched out yeah same same kind of idea so it works really nicely so what else have you got you said you've got lots and lots of products <laughs> today yeah so the, the next one is if we move down a bit we've got um, another solution that'd be really good for uh, business users uh, potentially home users as well it's a very neat compact slim camera system that sits on a little uh, its own sort of arm Um, and the camera points down at the table to magnify whatever you put underneath it and you connect it via an HDMI connection into a television screen or a computer monitor. Um, It's only got power and HDMI on the back. Um, It's got integrated controls on the camera head and it also comes with a Bluetooth controller as well for all the the features as well. So you can choose to either have your hand on the camera and the back of the arm to control it or you've got a a nice Bluetooth tactile controller um, to use it uh, as well if you prefer. This looks fantastic. So you've got some 
a newspaper article here and you're blowing it up on a, a 32 inch screen and I can see that it's a very nice clear display and um, can alter the, the colour combination as well so I, I could see this being super useful in an office where you're maybe working on lots of paperwork you just need to put something under it to, to check some detail and then move on to the next that's or, right yeah. Or in an environment where you need to keep an eye on something that's a bit further away and maybe you, you don't have that level of vision, you can have it brought forward to you. That's right. And the nice thing is because um, a lot of users, certainly in an office environment, they don't necessarily want the system to stand out too much. So we've tried to design it as sleekly and as um, almost like a desk lamp in a way. It's got integrated LED lighting in it. Um, so it's not like the big units, with, uh, the big integrated screens and the XY tables. Um, because if you're just looking at bits of paperwork, you don't necessarily need a big movable XY table platform that you get on the traditional desktop video magnifiers. Um, so it's a neat unit that then folds up flat, and it only weighs 1.1 kilos. So also, if somebody's got to uh, either hot desk or maybe work from between home and work, um, home working, then you can just fold it up, pop it in your laptop bag, um, and take it between home and work with you. So, Alice, how much are we talking for this? Uh, well, this one, it's not released yet. It's going to be a couple of months before it's available, but it'd be, um, we think, £1,795 when, it re- when it's released. So it's not a cheap solution, but because it's actually a 4 megapixel camera, um, which is twice the resolution of Full HD, and it has a 10 times optical zoom on it, um, the quality is really, really good. And other solutions we've got um, that are similar-ish to this, there's nothing quite in this sort of form factor, are all kind of £2,200 and above. So it's considerably less than those. The quality is quite often better well, it. It is better generally in terms of the image um, and it, you get the flexibility the distance and close-up viewing on it as well that's great so what else have you got for us today ls uh, we've got another couple of great education solutions um, there's a brand new one using the same camera as the helix hd on a product called the coast it actually stands for camera on a stick one of our customers um who saw a really early version said it just looks like a camera on a stick and the, we worked out the acronym and it it kind of stuck um, what it is it's your doors it's it's a very neat uh, camera module with the, the 10 times optical zoom and two buttons on top of it, uh, tactile buttons for zooming in and zooming out, uh, and it's attached to an extendable tripod. Um, so you can fold the three legs out, um, sit it on the desk next to your laptop, and then extend the tripod up, um, and that will allow uh, business users and students to be able to then zoom in on the, uh, what's being presented or the lecturer or the teacher and actually see what's going on at the front and they can sit anywhere because the, the zoom on this allows a visually impaired user to see further than someone with 20-20 vision. So they're not limited to where they sit or who they sit next to. They can sit anywhere in the classroom and zoom in and, and see as clearly as if they sat at the, at the front, effectively, because of the zoom on it. And is there anything new coming to the Readit software for users like myself that have used it for a long time? Uh, you've got any developments in that area? Yes, we, we've got, um, we showcased a couple of months ago Readit version 6, which we've now added um, online recognition, which enables incredibly accurate handwriting recognition and text accuracy down to about two and a half point size. Wow. Um, it's so yeah I'm, I'm now at the age where I have to take my glasses off to be able to see text at close up um, and it, it will uh, actually read text smaller than I can see uh, on there without sort of needing a <laughs> needing a proper prescription glasses for reading it close up so wow. it's, um, it's quite amazing how accurate it will be so that's not going to be available unfortunately until around, around Christmas time that's the plan um, so yeah users will um, existing read it uh, five users um, if they purchased it within the last 12 months of release date, we'll get a completely free update. Yep. Um, if not, there will be a small charge, I think, for the upgrade on it because, uh, um, because of the new features that are coming in. It's not just the online OCR. There's some other bits coming as well. That's great, Alice. So if you've got anything else for us? Yes, we've also got uh, the brand new dot pad. So that's a 2,400 pin refreshable braille display designed for tactile graphics. You can also use it just to read text with as a giant braille display as well. Um, but certainly for education use where you need access to graphs or maps or diagrams, that's why for a, for a blind user, rather than having to use the traditional solution of uh, printing out on swell paper and then running it through a uh, thermal yeah. printer to raise the, 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 sort of the, the lines up, this can just happen in real time. Um, so you can give it a PDF or uh, any kind of document format really or you can even have someone draw on it and in real time it will then bring the braille pins up immediately for you wow 
So we've got it in front of us now. It's a unit that's a, sort of a bit uh, wider than a piece of A4 paper and not quite as long. Um, and then it's got two sets. So you've got the 2,400 pins on the main part and then you've got, a, I think it's a 16-cell uh, professional uh, braille display part at the bottom. Um, and it's connected at the moment to an iPad. And you can also connect it to your standard computer as well and access diagrams and things through a web interface. So teachers and uh, can actually create content on a web-based interface to then put onto the device. Um, or if you, the student has a, an iPad, then you can use the native app on that as well, which is fully accessible with magnification and voiceover on it as well. Um, but I can draw on here, so I can put my name on here. Um, I've now got a graph on there. So you've got the, the main graph lines and then... Oh yeah, I can, I can feel that graph nice and clear. And then we can edit this. And I'm just touching on the iPad here, so this would be a sighted user potentially drawing something. I'm just going to put my name on here. Not in Braille. On there, and it, immediately it comes up on the Braille display. Wow, that's fantastic. So how, how much are we talking for the dot pad? This uh, is the most expensive solution we've ever had. So it's just under £12,000. Um, but price per pin is actually more cost-effective than any other kind of Braille display, considering there are 2,400 pins on it. But that doesn't mean it's, uh, it's not a cheap solution by any means. Um, so no, it's only going to be select a, uses for... a specific need. Yes. For students at uh, learning to... Well, all the way through education, there's always need for diagrams to be visualised. Um, and this gives a, a much quicker, easier solution than having to do the, the swell paper uh, mode of it and then also allows them to be changed quickly as well um, and then obviously if you go through into university level where you've then got um, particular courses where again the same same diagrams might be needed like maths with, with graphs geography science sciences as well can be really really useful for that we're getting close to the end of the all the, all the items there's another new unit called the voxivision so this is a mobile phone based um, OCR solution um, which when paired with uh, a Wi-Fi connection through either a hotspot on your phone or your Wi-Fi connection at home or, or wherever, which building you might be in, it then adds full um, online, uh, sorry, handwriting recognition um, and really, really accurate text recognition down to very, very small text sizes as well, including logos, coloured text on coloured backgrounds. It's really, really accurate. Um, so, and the other... Th really novel feature it's got is instant barcode recognition so it's actually as quick as a barcode scanner at a supermarket and it's got wow. over 2 million items programmed into its database from taken from UK supermarkets so it recognises almost every item if it doesn't you can just put in a voice label um, using the built in microphone to say what it is um, that's really useful as well for medication for people as well so if they, they've got a barcode on their medication label they can scan it and then say how many times uh, what you need to take it a day and what the dosage is. So this is, you use a normal iPhone? No, it comes, oh, it is sorry. a se separate phone. It's a phone, it's based on a mobile phone. Yeah. You can't use it as a mobile phone. It's only, they have a custom ROM software on there. Right, okay. Which is the Voxivision software, um, which then allows you to do all those things. So it's, it keeps it really simple. And they've also, because it's a, like a six inch uh, phone screen, you have a tactile marker on the base of the phone with three holes in it for the menus. So you don't oh, have to touch and see on the screen. So it is actually fully operable by blind users as well. And it uses Google voice recognition offline to allow you to jump straight to any of the options that you might want to do. Um, so like the barcode reading, uh, banknote, banknote recognition it does as well. It also includes 30 QR, tab, QR code sticker tabs, which you can put on clothes or other objects, which are reusable. Um, they even go through the wash. Um, so for blind users not needing to know what their item is, the clothing item is, you can program those in and then just scan the scan the tag so they know. Fantastic. So what sort of price are we talking for the box division? This unit's seventeen hundred and fifty. So it's a similar sort of price to other text to speech solutions that we do as well. But that includes a stand, it includes thirty labels, it includes a nice carry case. Yep. Um, everything with it ready to go. And obviously that includes training from us as well and home setup and delivery. That sounds very interesting. Yeah, it's, it's a nice solution, definitely. Yeah. So, have you got anything else item for us today, Ellis? Um, or have I uh, exhausted your supply? No, I think that's pretty much all the new stuff that we have, actually, Tim. Yeah. Um, we've got all the full range of wearables and desktop magnifiers and other solutions as well, which are really good for, for people. But that's, that's pretty much the new bits I think we've gone through. 
Excellent. So for listeners, how do they get in touch with VisionAid? So they can have a look at all the solutions we've got on our website, which is visionaid.co.uk. They can call our free phone number, which is 0800 002 5555. They can email us at inquiries at visionaid.co.uk. Um, that's pretty much the main, main ways. Thank you very much for your time today, Alex. Not at all. Not a, thank you. I'm just at the Human Way stand with uh, David Godman, and he's going to uh, give us a, a demo of the Victor Reader Stream 3. Good to be here, David. Yes, thanks, Tim. Thanks for the opportunity. So I've got in my hand here the Victor Reader Stream 3. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there that may have had a Victor Reader Stream 1 or even a Victor Reader Stream 2. So we haven't, uh, the apple hasn't fallen too far from the tree here, and then we've kept the same form factor, and we've, we still have very large, distinct numeric keypad. Those keys are now actually rubberized, and we've added extra tactility on the, the four, the two, the six, and the eight, so your, your directions, and also added a double bump on the five. So, uh, as I say, key layout, exactly the same. You know, you'll use your one to toggle through your different um, formats, you know, your audio books or Audible or Daisy, MP3, music, yeah. uh, save podcasts, and text files. So we're able to read... Uh, different file formats, PDF as well. A uh, big thing that was missing on Stream 2 for a lot of people was uh, Bluetooth. So we now have Bluetooth on board, so we're able to link this to smart speakers and Bluetooth headphones. Another thing that people wanted to see from us was a USB-C charge. So we also have the USB-C charging port, and also that can be linked if people wanted to, to a keyboard, putting in things like passwords. Another development nice. is we have added WPS on so that someone who has a WPS button on their router, again, they're able to go into our Wi-Fi menu and then they'll make a pairing. Again, that's saving the faff of having to put in passwords. Excellent. And any, any other key features? Uh, another key three? feature would be we now have an internal memory, so 16 gigabytes of onboard storage. As before, we were just primarily using uh, SD cards. Uh, we also can support up to a terabyte SD card as well. So just a little bit of listening then? Yes, yeah, yeah, just quite a lot bit. on. Um, and, and what sort of price are these retailing at now? These are, I believe, £420, and that can be ordered through people like the RNIB or direct from Humanware, and we do do the pay in instalments uh, option as well. Fantastic. And uh, so you get your commission on this. Do we need to mention your name? Uh, I wish. I wish human wear work like that. <laughs> maybe someone or maybe a cup of tea next week. Ah, uh, well, you can point them this way, and I'm sure you'll get tea and the cake for doing this podcast. Okay, sounds good to me. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm stood here with Philip from Scene Solutions. Good morning, Philip. Good morning. I've heard from yesterday that the, the gadget that everyone needed to see was the mini guide. So I'm here now uh, for a demonstration of the mini guide, if you'd be so kind. The mini guide is a little handheld device uh, that you can. It doesn't. It doesn't shout that you're blind or you need assistance. It's an assistance in its own right. So it's not. It's not beeping. It, it works by giving you a vibrational impression of what's in front of you. In other words, it's an obstacle detector. It's got five ranges on it. It's got half meter, one meter, two, four, and eight meters. Now, as you switch it on with one button it, and point it, if you get close to an object, it will start vibrating. The nearer you get to an object, it will vibrate faster. And if you say got it on one meter range, which is about normal for being, say, inside, uh, whether you're in a shopping center or something like that, by, by all means, use it with your white cane uh, and 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 use it as a secondary aid. It will tell you all sorts of information about, if you, if you approach an obstacle, and, and you'll, see the ob- you'll feel the obstacle before you, you hit it with your cane, it will tell you by just a simple scan left and right, which is the easiest way to walk around an object. Now that might seem quite elementary, but just say you've got a car parked on the, on the pavement and, and you don't know which way to go around it. You walk up to it on two meter range. You haven't encountered it with your cane yet because that could be detrimental to the cane. It could get jammed underneath whatever the obstacle is. Anyway, as you walk towards the obstacle, just simply have this in your hand, scan it left and right. It might 
as you, as you go left, it might be a shorter distance than it is to the right. You don't want to be walking in the road either. It might be the case that you can't actually walk around it. It'll save you a lot of time with a cane or feeling. And then you can walk around quite normally without any, um, without any encumbrance at all. Uh, and so the device looks like it's about the size of two AA batteries? It does, yes. It's about three inches, about eight centimetres long. It's about one and a half centimetres deep. Uh, and it's um, uh, about three centimetres wide. And it's got a little cap on it. And it's the sort of thing you might just hold in your pocket, uh, you know, and get it out when you need it. You might not always need it. But just say you were working with a cane, you get to a, uh, a crossing and uh, you don't know where the pole is. Now, if there's nobody there, uh, that's a bit, uh, a bit of difficulty. If there's somebody there, by all means, ask them. Get the mini guide out of your pocket, put it on two metre range, scan around, because you know you're at the crossing because you can feel the bumps under your feet, and it will tell you where the pole is. You can walk up to the pole and push the button. It, you, know, you can do that with a guide dog as well, because not all guide dogs are, 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 um, are crossing poles, sadly. So would this also be useful, say, in a supermarket where you can't use your white cane? Absolutely. Can you attach it to a trolley? Yeah, you can attach it to a trolley, but no problem at all. But, you know, in a supermarket, that, that's got its own difficulties because people are walking past all the time and it will pick those people up with a vibration. So, yeah, it's a little bit difficult one, that. Um, if you're out in the countryside, uh, by all means, put it on four-metre range. If you think yeah. there might be a, something, a, a, an obstruction overhead, just... Just point it upwards. Just hold, you don't hold it in front of you. You just hold it by your side, quite normally, with your arm in a normal position. If you think there might be an obstacle, just point it upwards. If it's clear, there'll be no vibration. You know you're not going to hit your head on something. Just say you walk into a door. Uh, the door's open. You scan it left and right. You can feel this, the vibration from the left side of the doorway and the right side of the doorway. But in the middle, there's no vibration so it's free to walk through. Now, for deaf-blind people, it's exceptionally good because it's giving you information where you can find out whether a lift door is open, for instance. Yep. You, you find where the lift is, and you're standing there with the lift, and you've got it vibrating, pointing at the lift door, and it's vibrating. As soon as the lift door opens, it stops vibrating. You know? So is there only vibration, or is there any audio alerts? There is audio on it as well. Uh, uh, you can plug a normal 3.5-inch jack in it, uh, and, and just have that as an audio, which means that it's good. And that's how the a girl with um, the pushchair was using it. It can also, the clamp can also be connected to, uh, say, a walking frame for elderly people uh, who are blind, say, in a care home. Uh, yeah, it's got lots of possibilities. But it's discreet. It's not saying yeah, you're discreet. blind, you know. And it looks like you just hold in car keys in your yeah, hand or absolutely. something like that yeah if you're if you're left on your own in a situation where you don't know your surroundings just get this out of your pocket set it to the range that you want to know where the obstacles are around you and, and then just do uh just turn around 360 degrees and it will tell you where all your obstacles are so what sort of price is this it's 300 pounds it's an instrument it's a very highly calibrated piece of electronic it's not a toy Yep. Uh, so don't treat it as a toy. It, we guarantee it. We've had very little problems with it. Um, the only time we've ever had any problems was somebody dropped in some water. But there again, when it dried out, it was absolutely perfectly okay. So you just dry it out like a telephone. Um, but so, no, it, it's a very easy to hold little device with one button uh, for changing all the ranges. Uh, and um, no, it, it's fantastic. So if listeners would like to find out more or yeah. purchase one of these... How do they get in touch with yourself? Right. Well, I'm Philip, uh, Philip Ward, and I'm from a company called Seeing Solutions. Uh, and if you want to email, it's info or phil at seeing.solutions. So there's no .com or .net or anything on there. It's phil at seeing.solutions. We're based in Nottingham, and we've just opened a shop in Nottingham where people can just walk in, try things. Um, we don't tell your name. You don't need an appointment. You, if, if you think something might help you it's a shop only for visually impaired people it's the first one in the country fantastic thank you very much for your time today you're very welcome i'm joined by uh, two accessible tech gods um big presence in the uh, side village this year we've got um freak from uh, able one yeah hi welcome thank you for joining 
and we've got Stuart Lawley from Sight and Sound. Hi Tim, I'm very nervous, I'm yeah. very anxious that you've, what an intro, you know, so I'm a little bit worried, but we'll try and get through this as best we can. And uh, I, you're going to tell us all about the Hymns Sense Player? So it's a portable media player, it runs Android, and it offers functionality to listen to music, uh, read books, uh, podcasts, radio, and if you buy the device with a camera, it has um, a function to scan text. So there are other things the device does, but that's a, 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 that's a, a starter, I suppose. It also has a function called Smart Connect, and with Smart Connect, you can connect your Sense Player via Bluetooth to a mobile phone or tablet and use your Sense Player to control that mobile phone or tablet. So if someone struggles with touchscreens or finds that they're faster with a tactile keypad, this is one way of uh, trying to overcome it. I should say it is one way, and Freak's wonderful Hable one uh, is, is another really good way, and I think we should mention that as well. I think you've just been extreme diplomatic there, Stuart. <laughs> I, I didn't quite realise that Sense Player controlled the phone, and I don't, I don't think Freak did here. <laughs> so, uh, we're, we're, we're but I'm happy with the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, great I mean, I, I think they're very different uh, use cases. So, so, if you're using Braille, and Braille is your preferred method of input, you're going to use the. You're going to. You know, uh, if you have the um, Hable, it's, it's a much quicker way to, to do text entry on the iPhone, for example, or, or any phone. If you're not a Braille user and you're very new to technology, then maybe using the Smart Connect feature would be an option. That's great. So, do you have any questions about the, the Sense Player? You're as new to this as I am. Yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> as new. Yeah, I wonder how you, because there's like different functions that you use with. How do you switch between the modes? Like, how do you use the different? Yeah, so there is a mode key on the device, and you can have three um, applications uh, on the mode key that you can switch between. So, if you're doing a lot of podcasting, music, and maybe, I don't know, text recognition, you can press the mode key to cycle between those three apps. But then you can always get back to the main menu to view any of the other apps that you need. Fantastic. And you said it's Android-based? It's Android-based, yeah. So um, it's, it, And it will feel very similar if people have the Braille Sense, if people have seen the Braille Sense uh, 6, which we've also been showing here. It will feel very similar to that. And you mentioned there's an option to have a camera. So what does the camera do, Stuart? So the camera sits on the back of the machine and there is a, um, an OCR text um, option within the, within, the, within the camera and that allows you to scan text. We're also selling it with a stand. So you can put the device on the top of the stand, slide your paper in underneath and scan. And it's worth saying for your listeners as well, Tim, that we're expecting a major update to the Sense Player very soon. And when I say very soon, by the end of August. And this is going to introduce a mobile screen reader so now we can start installing other apps on the device. So um, Audible, for example, Netflix, Spotify, uh, the, 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 the list, is, there, there's a lot more potential to use this device to do other things. Fantastic. Um, any other questions for you? Yeah, how does, how does it work with updating? You mentioned there's a new update on MyCommats. Yeah. How, how would one go about that? Yeah, so there is an update option within the utilities menu. Yeah. So once you plug it in and have it connected to your Wi-Fi, you can download the update, a bit like you would on your mobile phone. And, and the battery life? Like how long will it... Yeah, it's a great question. It's kind of a hard question, Frank. Why don't okay. you ask the hard question? <laughs> um, no, sorry. It depends on... If you're using Bluetooth heavily, mm. you might get sort of 10 hours. But we would say... 14 to 16 hours of listening and you know I, I'd be sort That's of right, saying yeah. if you're using it a lot every day probably stick it on charge at night yeah, yeah. just to be sure but that, that will last 10 hours will last you through a day absolutely and yeah. it avoids drain on your, your phone on your, and on your phone and yeah. I think that's where when we're talking to people about it today lots of people have phones already and are very happy with their phones but this is another tool that they might use to differentiate their tasks so book playing um, music listening, maybe that you want to do on a on a standalone um, on a standalone unit, and then use your phone for calls or email. So, Stuart, when would you say you should be interested in this device? Like, when would it be? Who would this really fit? Who's who would it fit? Yeah, I think it fits anybody who wants to do that differentiation of of tasks with their devices. But I think it also fits people who maybe are new to touchscreen, or who just don't want to engage with touchscreen, or who want just a nice 
lightweight, compact um, media player. So this is the like size of what a 5.5, 6 inch mobile phone I'm with really tactile ba- yeah, buttons exactly, on? Yeah, exactly. A bit like that. I'm really bad at describing things, but you, you might get yeah. a better description, Tim, if you, if you want to. Uh, so I would say it's about the same size as like an iPhone SE. And yeah. you've got tactile buttons that you, you can physically press, you can physically feel. It, it's nice and light in hand. Um, yeah, no, that's a really nice device to hold. So if people want more information, obviously they can get in touch with Sight and Sound on the web, sightandsound.co.uk, um, or call us from within the UK on 01604 798070. That's great, thanks to it. And you're also selling the Able One? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> Via Sight and Sound? So both products are available from yourselves. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And we've been, people have been, the Hable One is one of those things that has generated so much excitement since it launched. People can't get over this tiny little Bluetooth controller that you can have in your pocket and do so much with. So if anyone's listening and hasn't seen it, definitely think people should try it out. Yeah, and we've been actually uh, showing it here again at the exhibition. And I've met so many of our customers, I, I realize. Like so many people visited us and said, hey, I've been using it for a long time. And it's, it's, it's so great to hear that. And, yeah. and I must say, with sort of 10 minutes of hands-on with the Able One, I was convinced and I placed an order for myself. Um, what was, what was just for listeners to get an understanding, Freak, as, as co-founder of Able One, it was really interesting chatting with you and seeing that there's a drive for it to be continually improved yeah. and there's a drive for it to be um, a, a one-off cost, something solid, something that we can use, that we can take between phones. Exactly. And yeah. that really shined through and we've seen that with the updates moving to over-the-air updates recently um, and all the, uh, there was no negatives that I had <laughs> but any interesting feedback like putting air tags on in yeah. cases and that you've welcomed so uh, yeah. i think that's a as a community we can feed back to you and know that that'll be taken on board yeah it's, it's one of the things i love like also talking to you and, and talking to other people here we have a really act we have a really active group and it's, and it's so much fun because a lot of our new updates really come from the feedback from users we have this big mailing list and that's that's how we decide what new updates will be there and we have lots of plans for the future it's also worth saying that Freak and the team um, at Habel are really good at engaging with the community. There's a very active community list that yeah. Habel very much actively input into. And it's kind of, it's actually um, refreshing from our perspective to see a manufacturer take that level of care to communicate with customers. That's so nice of you, sir. Yes, <laughs> thank you. I'm just waiting for another beer. So I, I, I started with a, a Sense player review and we've ended with... Uh, uh, saying how great the Able One is. <laughs> yeah. But both products are fantastic and they're both available from Sight and Sound. And could you just remind us of the, the address and phone number again? Yeah, so on the web it's sightandsound.co.uk and on the phone it's 01604 798070. That's great. Thanks, to Thanks, Thanks, Jim. Thank Thanks you. I'm over at the Braylist stand, but I'm actually talking to Michelle Young and Anna Gibson. Anna Gibson's a colleague of mine and has come down to see what the event is like today. Say hello, Anna. Hello. And Michelle is an orientation and mobility specialist. Hi, I hope everybody. I said that right. Yeah, that's right. And I just witnessed a conversation about handbags. Being a man, I know nothing about them, but there was a lot of excitement about this particular handbag. So I thought I would get a recording of uh, explaining what's special about this handbag and why all women are are very excited with it. No problem. Well, it isn't the thing you sort of expect to hear about Sight Village. Sight Village is one for the geeks and the gadgets, but here we are. So um, I first got involved with um, this bag company called Mia Tui, and it's spelled M-I-A-T-U-I. Mia Tui means my bag in Vietnamese. And they basically, the unique selling point for me was the fact that normally when you're in your handbag, you can't find anything because it's a trove of nonsense or a trough. But Mia Tui have a beautiful blue lining. So it's very, very bright. So immediately, as soon as you open your bag, the light gets into it. But not only that, they have fantastic compartments. So they have a key clip, they have pen clips, they have a, um, a secure zipped pocket on the outside of most of their bags and on the inside of their bags. Some of them have insulated bottle holders so you can keep your bottles safe. 
They have different sizes and different styles. They have backpacks and little crossbody bags. And just, they're not a disability product, but for people who've got low vision um, and who require you know quick access and organisation, they're just a fantastic bag and a fantastic product. And the company themselves do so well. They've got fantastic customer service. They've got a lovely staff who are so willing to help and describe bags on the phone and describe colours. And they're just absolutely fantastic. And I can't, you know, I can't praise them enough for how good they are for people who've got low vision and who need bags for anything. Just, you know, work bags, school bags, you know, going out at night bags, whatever you need. They've travel accessories. They've got everything. And they've got a Facebook group and they're online and they're based in Milton Keynes and they're fantastic. That's excellent. So, Hannah, what do you think of the bag? First time you've seen it. I mean, I love it. I love all handbags, but I especially love this one. I cannot tell you how many times I have been rummaging and rummaging in my bags to find my keys. I've convinced myself I don't have the keys. I've lost the keys. I can't hear the keys. I can't find the keys. What I love most about this, when you showed me, was the fact that those keys are on that elastic and you can just pull them out. Um, that is absolutely genius. It's such a simple idea, it's such a great idea. You don't even need to look, you can just put your hand in yeah. and find the elastic I, and pull. Oh, I love it. The <laughs> lining especially, I agree with you. I think the contrast it creates is, is brilliant. Yeah. A lot of handbags have that dark lining. Yeah. I don't know why. Why? Because it doesn't show the dirt. But That's probably oh, what it and is. And they're vegan and you can, you can, wipe, vegan. Them, you can wipe them. It's not leather. This is actually animal, like fake animal snake skin. Crop, denim crop, but you can wipe out the inside. So they're sustainable yeah. in so many ways. And they're sugared, like it, you're, if it's closed, the yeah. stuff doesn't get wet inside, it's waterproof. I love that. Um, and then the other thing I was going to say, that was it. I'm not even joking. I was in Dublin a couple of weeks ago and I lost my bag card. Simon would be my witness. Um, I cancelled my card and it was actually in my handbag. And that's what happens when you have a dark lining in your handbag. Yeah, so, yeah. You can't I think this is absolutely brilliant and I will definitely be looking to uh, check that out. There's a perfect little pocket here that you could just put your, put your hat bank card in. Right? Yeah. A wee secure zip pocket in the back there. See, look, I wouldn't have cancelled my card if I had or, that right in the front so you can just slip your hand in it but it's it's great yeah. so remind us where can where can we get these Mia Tui M-I-A-T-U-I Mia Tui and it's run by a fantastic lady called Charlotte Jam and her amazing team of staff and they're based in Milton Keynes and they're online on Facebook and they also do telephone orders fantastic company thank you both ladies Tim Dixon there giving us his take on Site Village for 2023, the big event that happened in Birmingham, England. Lots more details on the QAC Site Village website if you want to follow the event and uh, find out about the next event that's happening in the UK. All the details of the companies you've heard about here on Double Tap today, we will have in our show notes, so check that out, which of course you can access on your podcast app or at ami.ca forward slash double tap that is it for us today though sean and i say thank you once again as always for your feedback and your continued listening it means a lot feedback at double tap on air.com is our email address one 4567 is our call-in number we'll get back into your voicemails and emails on monday have a great weekend I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.